Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Legend, can't bowl and you can't throw. I'm just dead. Taking your time, the underappreciated act of the week, the funniest and crazy plays of the week. Who is gonna join the honorary board? The number one Scott Moeller reward. So here we are in an all Muller edition of Can't Pull, Can't Throw. Uh, the the Muller Award, of course, celebrates the extraordinary and the ridiculous in cricket. And since we last recorded, there have been so many ridiculous <laughs> and extraordinary moments in cricket that we don't have time to fit any of our other regular segments in. So none of that. This will be just all Muller all the time. That's what you're getting. <laughs> of course, you're here with Kat Jones and Dan Libke, and this is the Can't Bowl, Can't Throw cricket show normally, but uh, the all Muller edition. Muller, of course, uh, named after Scott Muller, because way back in time he was playing a test for Australia and a sledge was picked up on Mike. Mm. Uh, can't Bowl, Can't Throw. Yes. And it sounded like Shane Warne. It wasn't Shane Warne. No, Joe the cameraman later yes. took responsibility. So this award is named in his honour. It's going to be a tough one to win today, Dan Libke, because there are so many nominations. There's, there's close to a dozen nominations, I think, and, <laughs> and we'll start with the first one. And the first one is a change to the rules, and this mostly applies to uh, Renegades matches in the Big Bash League. So they've decided there's been controversy over the years. Whenever the ball hits the closed roof, it's just like, well, should that be a six? Should that be a dead ball? Mm. They've gone back and forth a few times, and now they've decided that let's let the umpires decide. Let's <laughs> let the on-field umpires make a decision. If it hits the roof, they'll have a look at it they'll squint their eyes they'll get out their calculus and they set square yeah they'll try to determine was that going to go for a six or not and uh they'll either raise a raise their arms for a six or they'll do a, a dead ball signal and the bowler will have to bowl it again so it'll be great do you think they'll let the suspense build they'll just the camera zooms in <laughs> yeah. on them which signal are they going to <laughs> they going to put out i hope that that happens but yeah I'll... i hope they've got one arm up for the six they've got <laughs> one arm in front of their knee for the dead ball and yep. then you're just waiting to see whether which arm goes up or which arm goes down. Now, this requires the umpires to have some additional skills to umpire the matches. As we said, this rule delightfully is – this rule's purely invented for the the Marvel Stadium (laughs) and the Renegades. But I I love the fact that now all the umpires are going to have to have a degree in physics in in order to assess the parabola of the ball and the trajectory. Yeah, they're going to have to integrate it all and work out exactly where the ball was going to land. Yeah, you go to umpire school and they'll (laughs) they'll make you fill in one of those assignments and those those exams where it says – the ball is travelling at yes. uh, 46 kilometres an hour off Dave Warner's bat. Yes. <laughs> if he's facing up to Joffre Archer bowling at 183 <laughs> kilometres an hour. Yes. So, yeah, it's going to be very exciting. And uh, I, I, I like the idea that uh, this this won't cause any controversy at all. Oh, the, no. the first time the umpire goes, ah, squints a bit, it goes, ah, oh, I reckon that's, that's a six. Uh, no one's going to complain at all. Or if he does it, like there's, you know, nine runs needed off two balls. Someone mm. tonks it and it hits the roof. There's not going to be 
any pressure on the umpire at all, is there? No, and also no one, I've already forgotten, no one can remember what the rule was yeah. before when it actually hit the roof. Yeah. There'll be all sorts of people chatting about that as well, which is just wonderful. Yes. And, you know, it's only six runs or yeah. so. Yeah. Not, not that important. No. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's a, it's a good throwback to the the old days of when, when umpires just had their best guess at LBWs and yep. runouts. They'd just have a look and go, oh, I don't know, I reckon it's out. So a, a return to the vibes-based decision-making in the sport. So that's the first nomination, the, that's the roof at the Marvel Stadium. Yep. So what have we got next? Well, my first nomination is for The Hundreds. Oh, The Hundreds back. Wait a second. We Can need, you cue it up? Need to hold on here. <laughs> I am an ECB marketing droid and I have created the optimal form of trick. What's 10 times 10? How many balls are there in 16.40? What's the greatest cricket tournament the world has ever seen? The hundred. The hundred. The hundred. The hundred. The hundred is Substack meets Masterclass meets The Economist meets The New Yorker. <laughs> anyway, every time we think we've seen the last of the hundred, either for the year or forevermore, Forever. uh, it bounces right back. Yes. And uh, there are now some speculation about is the hundred going to be banned and deleted <laughs> or is it? are there now going to be five new possible versions of the hundred? So the ECB are considering this. And what I love about this is I... I really hope they're calling this choice the 500. The 500, yeah. Yeah, yeah as like the card game. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, so. they're going to get to 100 new alternatives pretty soon. I think they? so, yeah. I, I think that's the goal because they've got, you know, their, their summer has just finished. I think they've got plenty of time now to uh, to fill it in and expand it out. They've got five alternatives at the moment and, uh, yeah, yeah, they'll be easily be able to get another 95 in before England's next summer begins. Now, m- most of the five options are pretty boring. It's just, you know, all mm. variations on funding and, you know, relegation and promotion and all that kind of stuff. I hope they're bidding for it like you do when you're playing 500. Oh, yeah. it goes around the <laughs> ECB boardroom and yep. they go, I bid six hearts and yes. the next one goes, no, nah, ten no trumps. Yes. Yeah, that would be very good. Yeah. Very good indeed. Uh, I, I, I'm assuming that as these new ones come in, they'll be, you know, much. they'll, they'll go back to the good old days when the 100 was first announced and they, they had all their silly rules that mm. they were thinking about. I'd, I'd like to think that some of these 95 new alternatives they're cam- coming up with in the next year will have silly rules attached to them as well. Yeah, you, re, you know, reinvent those rules again. They were yeah. all good ideas at the yeah. time. They just never, didn't fly. But we're in a new era now. We are in a new era. But we can see that uh, they're already thinking about this because right. the, the, the things that caught my eye in the fifth option that was being proposed was something called the investable pyramid. I don't know what that means, but it's, <laughs> it sounds name. good. And something called the Festival of the Hundred. Oh, my goodness. And I'm hoping the Festival of the Hundred is like a music festival, but like <laughs> a, a medieval, you know, those medieval shows, medieval fairs. Yep. And we get the players all dressed up as knights. Half of them are knights. Alistair Cook's a knight. I mean, yeah, that's right. Get get all the ones who've been knighted. Get them dressed up as knights. Get others dressed up as peasants. Have the cricket grounds just com- a field of mud. Yeah, exactly. No, no yeah. grass. Yeah, no period appropriate costumes. Yeah. Oh, that'd think, be good. Uh, what, and what, jousting? Jousting, yeah. Archery. Oh, yeah. And drinking, you know, ale from tankards and the, and the like. I, I think that that's very promising for the Festival of the Hundred. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll be very much looking forward to it. I think Ben Stoke, uh, who would look good in costume? Let's, let's really think oh, about I- this because I reckon Ben Stokes – the ones with beards, Ben Stokes, Mark Wood, yes, uh, Johnny Besto, they'd all look good in costume. The facial hair's just right. Yeah, I think it is very right. It's, it's very Shakespearean, yeah. like especially the, yes. the kind of very neatly trimmed beards. Yes, indeed. I mean, we have seen. I've, I've got an image somewhere on my computer of Alastair Cook dressed up as a knight. Um, yeah, yes. So I've seen yeah. him in knight garb before. So yeah. he's, he's fine. already pitching it. He's in the in the boardroom with his clothing on and his yeah. costume. Yeah. And Josh Butler has has a beard now too. Does he? 
I think so. I can't imagine Joss Butler with a beard. He yeah. always seems like a clean-shaven, young, nice gentleman, yep. um, unlike all, the, all these well, other hooligans probably, with beards. Probably comes and goes. Yeah. I think the name – what are the names? Which which cricketers' names would suit a medieval festival? I reckon Sophie Eccleston. Lady Sophie of Eccleston. <laughs> yep, yes. It sounds very Game of Thrones. <laughs> it does indeed. And yes. also we do have Heather Knight. I mean, we do. Heather know, Knight, yes. Perfect. So not another famous knight. And Ben Stokes is, you know, on the brink of being knighted. Yes. You know, next time England win a test, he'll be knighted probably. Yeah, oh, T20. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think uh, Will Jacks sounds Will very Jacks, medieval, yes, don't you yes. think? Yeah, I think that's very good. And yeah. also Joffre Archer. It should be, should be Will Jackspear. Because that, that, that sounds like <laughs> one of the names that Shakespeare erroneously signed. Because he, he had yes. about 15 different aliases. They, they were all variations of Will Shakespeare. So Will Jackspear, I'm certain, was one of them. This is great. We've workshopped this. It's mm. had more work than the original 100 ever did. Yes. Already. <laughs> yeah, I think this will be like number 76 on their list of, of options for yeah. next year. Look, and I, so let's move on from the Festival of the 100, <laughs> which we've already done to death. But now, I didn't actually check what the Investable Pyramid w- was, <laughs> but I hope it's a pyramid. Pyramid scheme. I think it is a pyramid scheme. Where people, you know, you could I, <laughs> maybe where people could purchase the chance to play in the hundred. Yes, and uh, and the more people you get to co-invest underneath you, the the greater your chance of selection. Uh, yeah, I, th- I, th- I think that's exactly what it is. I, I think. Uh, uh, individual human beings trying to invest in this and eventually, you know, getting some badge or some jacket which lets them go out and have a hit. Yeah, that's right. And then they can join the in the jousting with mm. Joffre Archer or whatever's <laughs> happening. Well, Joffre Archer's in the archery, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> That's too obvious. Yes. But I do like the idea that they can they, they will all be uh, purchasing their chance mm. and uh, we'll find out more about these various schemes as uh, the 100 develops. Over the winter, they've got to do something over winter yeah. to keep themselves occupied. It does keep us occupied anyway, so good work. Thank you, ECB. And uh, continuing on in England cricket, what's our next nomination here? We have Lewis Goldworthy. Mm. And uh, Lewis Goldworthy, not, not a famous household name yet. Not yet, no. Not yet. But he had this great moment. In, uh, this was in county cricket. This yep. is uh, the Somerset v Kent match, the one we were all talking about. Mm. Uh, and he was bowled by Jazz Singh. But it turns out he wasn't bowled by the ball because the replay showed that the delivery had actually cracked a bit out of the bat, which had then gone on to hit the stumps, Whoa. this bit that had been broken out of the bat. So Fantastic. technically that counts as hit wicket. So he, yep. was, he was actually out hit wicket. A tiny bit of the bat hit a, the wicket. A tiny little yep. bit of the bat hit the wicket, except he wasn't out hit oh, wicket because okay. the umpire had his arm out because it was a no ball. Oh, so wow. this was a very uh, thrilling two seconds of cricket in which there was a bold, a bat broken, a hit huh. wicket and a no ball all in, you know, two seconds of cricket. So that's that's. Magnificent. Incredible. Can't bowl, can't hit. <laughs> exactly, yes. Oh, that I, is... I, I, I still think it would have been better if the ball that broke the bat then flew to a fielder who caught it, yes. which also wouldn't have been out because of the no ball, but then the, that fielder ran out the non-striker who was backing up too far and yes. that would have been out. So fantastic. That, that and also fantastic. we could have had the pads being hit on the way through yeah. there too. Yeah, so plenty of options. So it's something for them to work on next season. Yeah, and so. then you will get your household name status mm. and possibly a knighthood, Lewis Goldsworthy. Yes. Now let's Move on to Ben Stokes' facial ben, hair. And no, 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 Ben Stokes' head hair. Ben Stokes' head We've hair, We've already yes. done the facial hair. We've let's, done the facial let's hair. Let's move on to Ben Stokes' hair. Mm. He's been tweeting about his hair and mm. he tweeted out, in support of mental health, I want to share how a hair transplant with Wimpole Clinic boosted my confidence. The results were astounding. I highly recommend Wimpole Clinic for anyone considering this procedure. First up, no way he wrote that himself. 
<laughs> anyway, a few people pointed out that this. Well, there, there was a semicolon in it, so I don't believe uh, Ben Stokes knows how to use semicolons. No, no, nobody knows how to use a semicolon. Anyway, a few people pointed out that this didn't really <laughs> seem like a, a genuine endorsement for uh, <laughs> mental health or how, how fresh hair could mm. help your mental health. I mean, was it really in support of mental health at all? Was it just in support of hair health? Uh, well, maybe, yeah. <laughs> I mean, a, a, a very cynical person might look at the tweet and think, mm, this feels a little bit like an ad for the oh, Wimpole Clinic. Yes. If you'd have to be very cynical, though, to think Extremely. that. Extremely. And I'm sure Ben Stokes pays full price yes. at the Wimpole Clinic. Yes. And he, uh, But then he set people straight, right, with a follow-up tweet a few minutes later. And this one I do believe was written by him because there's quite a few spelling errors in there. <laughs> and he, his follow-up tweet said, As someone who openly talks about mental health on a personal level, the fact people think I'm, quote, using mental health rather than trying to destigmatize something that thousands of men, men capitalised capital for some reason, suffer with, got me like, and then a gif of somebody rubbing their temples in confusion. So that one was written by Ben Stokes, yes. him being annoyed that people question questioned uh, the, the veracity of the previous tweet. Yes, I do love how they've pitched this to Ben Stokes. Oh, you know, you should, there's somehow, let's let's link it to mental health. Ben Stokes tweeted out, this will really make you look good. And then he's gone, shit, yeah. after the, the people have replied. But anyway. Yeah. Anyway, I'm off to the Wimpole Clinic as soon as we finish recording. I'll get a fresh head of hair, just like Ben Stokes. Sorry, it's just <laughs> not fair, but all hair transplant clinics are only available. They only accept cricketers and ex-pro cricketers. Oh, no. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, sign up for the hundred. I'll, I'll put my money into the pyramid scheme, yeah. and then I'll then I'll be eligible. Yeah, you get a discount. Yes. All right. So our next nomination is David Warner, who decided that he was going to bat right-handed. Wow. So uh, Australia have been in India preparing for the World Cup. They uh, prepared for this in the kind of unorthodox fashion of being thrashed five games in a row. Uh, and in the fifth of those matches, Dave Warner decided that maybe the problem for Australia was that he'd been batting the wrong way around for the entire time, mm. like his entire career. He'd been batting left-handed all this time, mm. silly thing to be doing. He, from now on, he was going to face up right-handed. So that's what he did uh, to Ravi Ashwin. So he was going back in time because I'm pretty sure when he was a young tacker, he's right-handed and he used to bat right-handed. I think right? he spent one season batting right-handed right just because he could. So yes. Fair enough. And uh, Sean Abbott had an explanation for what Dave Warner was doing. Sean <laughs> Abbott's spokesperson for Dave Warner. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, so what, do, uh, what did Sean have to say? Oh, let me find the quote. So Sean Abbott said, Davey just thought he had to change it up. He plays golf right-handed. We see how dynamic he is with his switch hitting and stuff. So he weighed <laughs> up those options. He's done it before. He practices it in the net. So it was like, oh, this is different. But Davey's Davey, so we just let him crack on. <laughs> Davies, Davy, so we just let him crack on. Sounds like a... It's a good slogan. It's a good slogan. I, I'm pretty sure that's the slogan that got them into all that trouble in South Africa, though. <laughs> Davies, Davy, so we just, just let, let him, him crack, crack on. on. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, eventually, Warner decided that he was going to switch hit Ashwin, which meant he was now back to batting left-handed. Yes, he should but... never have changed in the first place. <laughs> and he missed the shot and fell over and the ball hit his back leg and he was given out LBW, but shouldn't have been because somehow in all the mess he got an inside edge onto the ball. And I say it's an inside edge. It yep. may have been an outside edge <laughs> because no one knows no. what edge it was at this stage. Oh, that's fantastic. And it didn't matter. He didn't review, so he was out. And uh, that will definitely hurt his right-handed average quite a lot, I think. Yes, that's right. And of course, Australia just you know still didn't win any matches from no. it. So I hope he doesn't do it in the World Cup. No, hope, hopefully not. They did win their third match of the series, so they've turned their form around slightly. But I, I do hope that Warner will you know the, the the change in form will inspire them all to bat and bowl and field with the opposite hand of what they're used to. Well, I, I, maybe India could do that and give the rest of the world. <laughs>
build a chance yeah. because they're definitely going to win this. That and, looks very likely. And just on that, I I do have a uh, a bet. Oh, here. wait a sec. Wait a sec. Uh, so we don't we weren't going to have jingles in this one, but no. we <laughs> mind the jingle. Yeah, here we go. I was approached by a man who I later <laughs> later discovered to be a bookmaker from India. I was fined ten thousand dollars and paid my fine immediately. I realise and accept fully that my actions were naive and stupid. I realised that I was very naive and stupid, 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 stupid. stupid. <laughs> there we go. Shane Warren and Mark Law reminding us to always gamble responsibly and you've presumably gambled very responsibly. Yes, well, I've had a very long-term bet on the uh, the Cricket World Cup because I had a bet on India to win it um, because I tried to put a bet on them for the World Test Championship and for some reason the World Cup was listed, I don't know, 20 months early or something <laughs> in the betting app. So I accidentally put a bet on, on India. So, so you were trying to put a bet on the World Test Championship final between Australia and India. Yeah, and I was going to bet on India. <laughs> and you and accidentally bet on India in the World Cup. I've accidentally bet on India for the World Cup. So anyway, that, that bet still stands mm-hmm. and uh, it's been sitting there for quite some time. You must have got terrible odds. <laughs> no, you must have got what you thought were really good odds for, for a, like, like a two horse. I thought it was race. great odds. Yeah, I thought it was great odds at the time for the, for the test championship. Like it was ten to one or something. Anyway, oh, the odds funny. haven't changed. I'm happy. I'll, look, I'll stand by my bet. But I also put uh, another sneaky bet on South Africa to win the World Cup at ten. Mm. And uh, and also, I always go for the long shot. Yeah, fifty cents or maybe twenty cents on the on Netherlands. The Netherlands. Yeah, yep. five hundred and one. Mm. I'm going to win five hundred and one dollars. Well, I did do uh, uh, what I thought was a very clever tweet uh, a few days ago where I thought. Ah, oh, look at Australia. Aren't they very clever to have, you know, their squad has Abbott to Zampa, you know, yes. covering the entire alphabet. Surely no other team can match that. People immediately pounced on me, said, no, Pakistan have got an A to Z as well. I can't Good remember who they were. A Freedy to yes. some player whose name begins with Z. And then someone else pointed out that someone actually goes further, wider than Australia. Cause, and this is the Netherlands. This uh, They've got, uh, again, someone whose name begins with A and someone whose name is ZY something. So, oh, yeah, they, they, uh, they easily thrash Australia there. So, so congratulations. Because Netherlands, Netherlands are the Amazing. proper A to Z team. They are. And also, this is an unwritten rule. I didn't realise there was this rule. <laughs> yeah, you had to In have... order to qualify, yeah. you've got to cover the alphabet. Mm, so the huh. other seven teams are all disqualified. Who knew? It's down to, down to uh, Australia, Pakistan and Netherlands. So we'll see who makes the final. Excellent. Yes. Well, I'm going to nominate someone else now and that mm-hmm. is Daniel Hughes mm. because in Australia, we, our domestic tournament, the Marsh Cup, is back. Yes. Uh, and the highlight so far was this Daniel Hughes. This may not be the highlight. We may have a better highlight coming up, but this is a highlight. (laughs) A highlight, okay. So he was caught behind by Tasmania's Riley Meredith. He was given out and then he had the decision overturned Mm. because he claimed he was distracted by Meredith's towel falling out of his pants as he ran into bowl. (laughs) Yep. Doesn't this happen all the time, that towels fall out of pants? I think so, yeah. I mean, none of them are are attached to anything. They they drop out all the time. Players are running very fast as they come into bowl. And I also didn't know that it was a criteria for these mullers that there had to be overturned dismissals in every single muller. But so far, I think we're we're doing pretty well Yeah, at least 50%. Yeah. I mean, the other great thing about this was that Dan Hughes took a wild swing at the ball before claiming he was distracted. So I imagine if he'd connected and hit the ball for six, he would have said, oh, sorry, that shouldn't count. That should be a dead ball. (laughs) As if it had hit the roof at Marvel Stadium. I was uh, so distracted. I was, I was too distracted. Please call it a dead ball. But yes. yeah. Anyway, I, I think bowlers should be allowed to drop any piece of clothing they like. Uh, but it's 
batters get it too easy. They, yes. they should be more focused on the ball in the hand. They shouldn't even be Don't look looking. at anything yeah. else. So if they're so easily distracted by a piece of fabric, then bad luck. I'd love to see you know bowlers coming in with capes on that they discard. And, yep. you know, as they leap to bowl the ball, they just undo their belt or something and just leap out of their trousers and bowling in their jocks. Yeah. Whatever it takes to get a wicket. Absolutely. So, yeah. I, I'm all for that as well. Mm. Excellent. Now, do we have a nomination for Glenn Maxwell? We is do. Glenn Maxwell back? We do. We, he is back. Um, he's back, baby. He's, he, he's back <laughs> and he has a baby. So Glenn Maxwell is a dad. Oh. Uh, his son is named Logan Maverick Maxwell, which is just a pure box office name. It's fantastic. I did the calculations. Logan earned $619 million at the box office. <laughs> yep. Top Gun Maverick earned $1.493 billion. Right. So uh, that means Glenn Maxwell has a $2 billion baby. Well, so it's better than his good. dad. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so it's, a, it's a perfect uh, name for the new baby and such a Maverick move to give him the Maverick name as a middle name. So it's, you know, secret. It's hidden away from general view. Yes. The $2 billion baby. Mm. I'm sure he'll thank you for the nickname. Yes, definitely. He, he loves nicknames of this type. Yes. Uh, the, the, the nickname that I'm going with is, is uh, Lomax. Okay. So Logan Maxwell. I hope he's known, na- named as Lomax as he mm. grows up. You know, just like some kind of artificial intelligence optimization algorithm. Yeah. You know, how are you going to find the best solution to this problem? Oh, we're going to use the Lomax algorithm. You should invent that. Yes. Or you should, even if you pretended to invent that, <laughs> most most of the AI we're seeing just give Make such garbage yep. responses. So I don't think it really matters. Yes. Anyway, Maxwell did celebrate his, uh, returning to the Australian side for the final ODI against India. And he did, did a bit of a Lomax himself. He uh, yeah. didn't score many runs. No. I think he only made five runs, but he did take India's top four wickets. So he finished with four for 40 off 10 overs in a 350 plus run chase. And that meant Australia won. So Maxwell coming back has turned Australia's fortunes, yep. absolutely. So otherwise their warm-up has been unremarkable mm. and currently versus India they, they've been playing. But before that it was South Africa and mm. South Africa lost mm. five in a row. So yep. it looked all good, rosy for Australia and then uh, they lost three T20s and two one-dayers and then South Africa came back one three one-dayers against Australia. Yes. So South Africa's batters and bowlers all peaking at the right time, hence my bet on yep. them. But they have not had to contend with Maxwell just no, yet. No, here comes Maxwell. Yes. Maxwell's going to sort it all out for Australia. So that's good news for Australia. Now, surely that's the end of the Mullers. No, we've, no? Still, we've still got several more. So we've got uh, Ish Sodi, uh, the Ish Sodi man cad. And this is a very disappointing <laughs> man cad. So this is... Uh, it, it, all unsuccessful man cads are disappointing. Yes, indeed. And mm. this one was successful. Uh, Bangladesh bowler Hassan Mahmood, he man catted New Zealand batter Ish Sodi. Uh, did it perfectly well. Lovely, lovely to see. Ish Sodi wandering out of his crease like an idiot out thank you very much and then Bangladesh captain Lytton Das withdrew the repeal and called Ish Sodi back gave him a hug I don't know what's going on here this is just dreadful stuff from the Bangladesh captain terrible I mean withdrawn appeals like this they should be automatically investigated by their anti-corruption units absolutely it's it's just uh, too suspicious if you take a wicket you can't be untaking wickets so yeah no and what did the bowler think of it I don't think he was very happy he's I've got a wicket so yeah I think Bangladesh have had a meeting since and said uh, we're going to decide whether we're going to do it or not and if we are going to do it we're not going to withdraw the appeal so calm down skip yeah good idea so Mahmood wasn't involved in the hug i presume no, who, no. who was involved in the hug was the umpire involved in the hug the, the umpire could have been no i think it was uh ish sodi and the captain litton das so yes very suspicious very suspicious mm. indeed so investigate that please yes uh, well we still have i think three or four or maybe half a dozen mullers to go and i want to talk about maddie wade maddie wade i yes. didn't even think he was still playing cricket but he is he yep. is he's playing for tasmania tasmania uh, has uh, Maddie Wade still as the wicketkeeper, mm. and of course, recently he was handed a two-match suspension. <laughs> 
for, for for being Matthew Wade. It could have been anything. <laughs> yeah. uh, probably for swearing. He was found guilty of abusing cricket equipment yes. during the Marsh Cup match against Victoria. This is the true highlight of the Marsh Cup so far. Oh I yes, think. okay, yes, definitely. So I love this, and I was speculating uh, what sort of abuse might he have been. <laughs> and I and I look, I love Matty Wade, but I am constantly in fear that he'll turn into a milkshake duck at any point. Yeah, I I, I think he's gone all the way around. I think he's gone. He's, <laughs> I think he started as a milkshake duck right. and, and is whatever the opposite of a duck shake milk. I yes, think he's, he maybe. Is. Uh, well, anyway, he's clearly got a vile temper, so I'm ready to withdraw <laughs> my love at any stage if he goes full Stuart McGill, for example. Yes, yes. <laughs> anyway, I'm, I'm assuming it was verbal abuse of mm. cricket equipment. Yeah. Of, uh, and the cricket equipment, the same cricket equipment that that, uh, that most use, and I can just imagine this sledging, you know, stupid gloves, couldn't even catch a cold. Yep. I can imagine uh, no swearing at all in, in Wade's uh, sledge there. <laughs> Dumb box, your lack of brains, why people say think outside the box. <laughs> And uh, useless bat, you couldn't even hit a, a very large elevator button or whatever. Yeah, so he's not very imaginative. No, no. <laughs> but he, he's doing his best. And I, I think you're very wrong about the lack of swearing. I, I think. <laughs> did I just censor that? I think I? you censored that yeah. incredibly. I, I think every other word would have been some kind of swear word. <laughs> so good work, Matty Wade. Uh, I hope he comes up with all kinds of other abuse for his uh, cricket equipment during the two-match suspension and goes again once he comes back out to Why play. Why not? And I think Matty Wade's winning for, for mine so mm. far. Mm, he's, he's got a good lead. He's in the lead. So we're getting down to the back end of this very lengthy uh, All Muller episode. <laughs> yep. So the the next one we've got is the Nepal v Mongolia T20. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was uh, in the Asian Games and Mongolia don't really know what they're doing. They're, they're very new at the game. Yep. And uh, Nepal uh, were ch- asked to bat first and they did so. They put on two for 314 in their mm-hmm. 20 overs. So that is officially the first ever 300 plus score in T20 internationals. Wow. And easily the highest. Highlight is uh, Dependra Singh Ari, and he hit 52 off 10 balls. Uh, eight of those 10 balls were sixes, uh, and he brought up his 50 off nine balls. So the other two were a couple of twos. Yes. And that's pretty much an unbreakable record. <laughs> you can't, uh, barring some kind of overthrow assistance, yep. you cannot get to 50 any faster than nine balls. So that's a record that will you know, stand the test of time, presumably. So uh, they scraped home by 273 runs after restricting Mongolia to 41 in reply. So Oh, poor Mongolia. But very good for. Uh, Nepal's net run rate, so that's very good. Yes. And speaking of teams being thrashed, one last nomination. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is from the Asia Cup finals. Yes. Uh, Sri Lanka were playing and uh, they were out for 50. Mm. Now, we didn't see this because too many simultaneous one-dayers, right? There was a – yeah, there was a – Australia South Africa game going mm. on at the same time, I think. Yes, but this was such a short match. I mean, we could have watched it in the in the break of <laughs> yep. one of the of South Africa versus Australia. But anyway, it was Mohammed Suraj, mm. wonderful, wonderful bowler who yep. tore through the Sri Lankan top and middle order. Took four wickets in his second over. Four uh, wickets in an over. Yeah, and the opponents were five for twelve. At five that point. for twelve. So they did well to get to fifty, I reckon. Yeah, that's right. And I think you tweeted out that you were impressed with Siraj taking the four wickets. Yeah, I mean, if you I, the odds of you t- getting four wickets in an over and not getting a hat trick yeah. are uh, pretty slim. So he did very well to avoid that fate. So yeah, it was. Uh, 
Very easy for India to wrap up the Asia Cup final. They had 10 wickets and 263 balls to spare. So they just scraped home there to hold the trophy aloft. And uh, mm. there'd been lots of uh, criticism about reserve days in, in the tournament, which I think we spoke about previous episode. Yeah. And uh, they didn't really need a reserve day at all for this uh, <laughs> this final match. No. They, they needed whatever the opposite of a reserve <laughs> day is. They needed a reserve T20 to be played in the extra time they had left over. Well, maybe if the result is this bad, they just have to replay the whole match. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Not good enough. Sorry, guys. Yep. This is not Start a again. proper cricket match yeah. and really crafty actually for Sri Lanka giving India batters not nearly enough practice at finals mm. uh, coming up to we might count against them yeah. in the uh, in cunning. the World Cup very cunning indeed so uh, loads of dominations who at the end who, who do we think wins this extended edition of the All Muller episode I can't remember them all so <laughs> it's impossible to judge yeah I'm, I'm going to give it to Scott Muller who inspired the entire yes, segment he never so, wins anything yeah. does so he so this is, this is uh, for Scotty Muller congratulations to Scott and uh, thank you for listening. You've been listening to Dan Lukey. That's me. I'm at Lead Cricket on Twitter. Cat Jones is at Cricket Bat Cat. And you can follow us on at Carpole Throw, like us on Facebook. And you could subscribe to my newsletter. That's newsletter.leadcricket.com. And I will have loads and loads of World Cup content. And we will see you all next week. See ya. Podcast Network.